Welcome to North Bay Christ the King. You're listening to our weekly service message podcast. Join us every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11 o'clock at our campus location in Birch Bay, Washington. Thank you for tuning in. Merry Christmas to you as well. We're here talking about lighting the way. Uh, not only are we gathered here this afternoon, this is our third service uh, that we've come here to talk about the light that has come. Uh, we actually over, man, I, was, I think I was counted like 12 services over our network of Christ the King churches across the county. We've been declaring this. In fact, we've been declaring this all season, really this whole theme of, of light the way. And if we haven't met, my name is Dan. I serve as the pastor here at North Bay. And we're just, as Shane mentioned, we're just glad you took some time to make this a part of your celebration. At the end of the service here, you can see these little lights. Uh, don't turn them on yet. We're going to have a special moment together and continue the theme of really what this whole, this whole reality of, of Christ being the, the light of the world. So I just want to wish you Merry Christmas. And, and speaking of light, as that's been our theme, I've found that you can take for granted the light. There is at times in our life where in, just in what, what the power go, can go out, uh, if you've ever been in the dark, that's a great feeling when you're just going, now what do we do? What, where, where do we turn? It can, it can cause a lot of things about, uh, to, to really mess our lives up quite a bit. It can make it very, very inconvenient when you don't have lights. I, I remember uh, going on a, a trip several years ago to a little island in Helene on Honduras. And Helene, you probably, if you Google it, you might have even a tough time finding it on the map. Uh, if you take a plane to Roatan, a large island of Roatan, and you have to get on a, th- a boat that takes, it takes you three hours on this little boat, like a three-hour tour. It sounds like, sounds like an old TV show called Gilligan's Island. It really was. When you landed there, it felt like Gilligan's Island. There was no there's no paved roads, there's no cars, just little motorbikes and bicycles and very primitive kind of island. And, and the, on this island, there, there really wasn't any power except generators. And so at night, it would be super dark. I've never been in darkness, especially some of the nights where there was no moon or stars. It was just, it was black, it was pitch black at times. And we were walking from, I remember one time walking from one village to the other in the evening and, you know, someone smart actually brought a flashlight. Like, oh, we should have brought a flashlight to a third world country. Would have been a good idea. And they were our leader, of course, because they're leading the way. And so we were really limited as we were walking on just seeing anything. And all of a sudden, there is this whoosh that goes right by me. I'm like, what was that? And then a few minutes later, whoosh, another. And, and, and I thought, oh my goodness, like I've, I've been in a situation where is, are those bats, you know, what, what is that? What is the whoosh happening? And one of the island guys goes, oh no, man, that's, that's, just, that's just bicycles going down the road. And, and, and like kids riding their bike, I'm like, how do they see us? He goes, oh man, they see you clear as day because they're used to being in the dark. They, they have eyes they can see. And, and I just thought about this, this little island when it comes to darkness. And, and I've, I've learned some things. I've learned, I've been doing a little study on light and dark this week as we're talking about it in Christmas, is that it's interesting with the darkness is that, you know, darkness, it, it can be very disorienting. 
Have you ever been in a, in a room where you're doing something, maybe a storeroom at work or wherever you are at home, and, and, or maybe you've been in the, a, a bathroom, a public bathroom, and somewhere for a reason, people didn't know you're in there and they shut the lights off on you? You're like, oh no, now what? Uh, can you turn those back on? I kind of need that. There's those times where it's disorienting. Like now you're like, now I got to like memorize how to get out of this place. And so darkness can do that to us. And it can do that in our lives, can't it? Darkness can affect us in how we go about our life. That it, and when it's disorienting, it causes us to make mistakes. It causes us to, well, we can stumble in the dark. And we can make some really bad decisions because we don't have any direction for our life. People talk about, how'd you get, you know, I just got caught up in this. Or, I, I got trapped into this. Or, I, you know, I fell out of, some of you, I fell out of love. Or I felt I, like there's a lot of tripping and falling and all that because a person is bumping around because of the issues in their life because they're in the dark. Another thing about darkness is it can be deceiving. We went to this island. It was, I mean, it was paradise. I don't know if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, but I dream of a white Christmas of white sand. How about, how many are you with me on that? This was a beautiful, beautiful place, beautiful palm trees, just that tropical, right in the middle of the Caribbean. But you know something? There was some darkness that was there. In the evening, we look out and there was these two little lights and these, they're out on the water. And we asked, what's going on there? Like, oh, those are two boats connecting together. Well, what are they doing? Oh, they're just transporting cocaine to one boat to the other. It was a trade route from right across that island on that trade route from Central America and South America. And what we found out was there was a, a drug lord on the island. He actually was the mayor of the island. And one day someone pointed out he's up there. He's up on a, he was up on a little bluff looking out onto the water. He's just sitting in a lawn chair with a, a, a cell phone making the deals and everything that was happening. There was a, there was a controlling presence on this, this island. It was, it was in some ways just very deceiving. And a light can do that. Light can cause us to be deceived. I mean, and we kind of do that. We don't necessarily do it on purpose to one another, but we, we can kind of have false lights. We, we do that through our, our screens that we have, through social media. We, we communicate a certain way using a certain filter and a certain hashtag that everything's good. You know, hashtag happy holidays and our happy holiday face. But, but deep down, there's, there's darkness in us. There's struggles that we have and issues that we have, but we, we put on the holiday cheer and yet for a lot of us we're kind of we're kind of deceiving others and sometimes in some ways deceiving ourselves another thing i learned about darkness is this is that darkness it's intimidating it's intimidating the the dark i think it's one of the things i've learned the most in fact when i was in the at the conference or the the, the mission work that we did down in helene there was this medical clinic that we're helping. And one of the reasons we went down there is to rebuild one of the, the doctor's houses. One of the, one of the doctors was basically literally smoked out. They, there was an arson to this home because they didn't agree with what the, the doctor's practices. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of chaos going on and, and tension on this island. And so they, they intimidated, basically, you know, try to push these, this, this Christian medical clinic off the island. And what was even more, I guess, drastic and, and really intimidating to go to was there was this little area, I, I think it was almost like called the Swamplands, and this little poor, poor neighborhood uh, that was built on swamps and right on the, right by the water. And they had these little shacks and they, we go in there and we were able to meet face-to-face -face a witch doctor. 
And I don't know if you've ever met a witch doctor and ever look one in the eyes. It, it, it is like looking in the eyes of the devil himself. And it was intimidating, to be honest with you. But you know what was more intimidating than I thought about that? There's times where I've looked in my own eyes. And there's times where I've looked at myself and going, I've been intimidated, not by myself, but intimidated by my dark, the darkness in my life. Maybe the decisions that I made. Maybe the, 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 the way I was seeing myself, my, my, my view of myself, it, it affected me. And I, I was intimidated by darkness. Maybe you've had that happen to you before. By my, for me, my own sinful choices, it maybe led me down to a dark path or a negative thinking that I don't matter, I'm not good enough. All these lies that are intimidate me in the darkness. Another thing about darkness is this, it's, it's isolating. It's isolating. You, you can get in a dark room right away with somebody and then and there's no lights. It can be kind of scary. It can, it can be, you're not really connecting too well when it comes to being in the dark. There, there's something lost in communication. And many of us can feel like that. Uh, St. John of the Cross is coined to use the phrase, the dark night of your, of your soul. And some of you have experienced that this last year, maybe you're in a season of darkness because you, you had lost someone who's, who's passed away. You, you maybe have gone through a divorce or some other issue and struggles you've gone through. There's just been some loss in your life and then it's created some loneliness and maybe for some of us, abandonment. People have left our life. Darkness can be isolated. And, and finally, is this darkness can be empty. It's just an empty feeling. It, people talk about being in a dark abyss. If you've gone through depression, depression is an interesting experience. It's almost, sometimes people feel like I'm, that the world's caving in. The walls are caving in. It's an abyss that you're going down like quicksand. And there's this hollowness that, that you can feel. And there's a, a feeling of just a lack of hope. So I don't know how that relates with you. If these words, disoriented, deceiving, intimidating, isolated, and empty. But they do describe for some of us, in, in a perfect way, the fact that, that darkness has affected us, either by our sinful choices that we have made, the things that we've done wrong, or let's be honest, others have done to us that it's affected us. And yet what I've learned, and, and to speak the truth hopefully to you tonight, is this, that darkness though, as much as it can feel disoriented, deceiving, intimidating, isolating, and empty, guess what? It does not have to have the final word on our life. It doesn't have to have the final word in our life. It was never, it's never been, it's never designed to me to be that. I want you to listen to God's truth. I want you to listen to the, the very beginning, all, had it all started. Bible says in Genesis, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formed and and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Do you know that light goes by at 186,000 miles a second? Isn't that amazing? Hey, you can't even comprehend that. And what I find even more fascinating, a few years ago, they discovered with, through the Hubble telescope that the universe is expanding. And so what that really means is that, that the, the universe, if it's expanding, it's still, God's still creating. When he said, let there be light, it's like a rock dropped in, the, in, a, in a pond and there's a ripple effect. Let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. And that's still happening today. God is still creating. I love it. it, continues on. It says that God saw that the light was good. 
Light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God, the creator, created light to the light that would push against the darkness. And yet, it's interesting, he gave man the choice to choose the dark. He gave man the choice to say whether they wanted to go in the dark side or not. And, and, and the sad part of it is, Adam and Eve, when they bit in the forbidden fruit, they sinned and it led to darkness. It led to death and destruction because of that. And all through ancient history, there's been a bat, there was a battle of light and dark, darkness for souls. All through history, it's been that way. And but as I reflected on light, I think this is so important to hear this this evening. This is what I learned about, the, about darkness is this. Is that darkness is not a force. Sorry, Star Wars fans. It's not. You know what darkness really is? It's the absence of light. Think about it a little bit. How we allow darkness to intimidate us, how we allow darkness to bring fear in our life, how we allow darkness to somehow be, have it personified against us. I'm not saying there's not, a, there's not an evil world and heavenly realms and the devil is, is real, not real. No, he is. But on the understanding of this darkness itself, understand that it is just simply the absence of light. And that one flicker, think about this, one flicker of light can extinguish the darkness. See, where it really would say some of the darkest moments in history happened at the advent of the very first Christmas. There was a 700-year-old ancient prophecy that was about to be fulfilled. The first Christmas, and it was this. Through the prophet Isaiah, the people walked in darkness, have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. In the middle of our darkness, in the middle of our own spiritual darkness, God turned the light on. Then that light still bright, burns bright today. And it is why we gathered as the message of Christmas is that being the case. John, one of the disciples, or early eyewitness of the light of life, he says this, he says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. I was reminded recently of the power of light. And you might even know this already. It's, it's, it's a common sense is that the darker the room, the lighter the light, right? You know that already. But what's powerful to think about on a spiritual level is, is to, to comprehend that of the darkest times in our life where the, a simple light can be so bright. See, the darker the room, the, the, when a light appears, it's stronger and can be seen farther. Did you know that a single candle under the perfect conditions, is visible to the human eye, eye 1.6 miles away. Over a mile and a half away, you can see a flickering candle if you have 20-20 vision. Isn't that amazing? What does it tell you? The darker it is, the lighter the light. And that same thing, as I mentioned, spiritually for us. And whatever you're in the darkest, darkest place, guess what? That's a perfect condition for the light, the true light, of Christ to shine because darkness, it can never extinguish the light. No, the light 
removes the darkness. One simple little light. John tells us again, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot, can, can never extinguish it. For the one who is the true light, has, has, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And guess what? what? The, the world, he, he already came in the world. He already came this Christmas. You thought Marshawn Lynch was the early pr- Christmas present, okay, for, for us, right? No, Jesus already came. I don't want to disappoint kids. Christmas has already happened. We celebrate the Advent every year already taking place. Because this light has already come into the world. 2,000 years ago, God, the Father, saw humanity stumbling. Saw humanity disoriented, deceived, intimidated, isolated, empty. Darkness due to our sin in our life. And out of His great love, out of the reckless love of God that we sang this evening. Out of His compassion and His mercy, He did the unthinkable. He sent His one and only Son. Think about that as a parent. To sacrifice your child, to push against the darkness, to, for them need to be a light. So God became flesh as a helpless human child, restraining himself, became just like you and I to give us this life that ultimately paid for it with his life on the cross for our sin and rose from the dead. I know that's Easter but we make sure we still hear that message, the fulfillment of what God truly, truly did. But it started from him coming in the most human and humble way through two overwhelmed teenage parents, a group of bewildered and terrified outcast shepherds to a tiny, insignificant little town in the Middle East called Bethlehem. In a moment, his son... The Son of God was born. And the Father got the attention of some wise men, some, some wise guys, the astrologers, of a sign of His only Son's birth, a star to shine, to light the way. Scripture says, after they, the Magi, had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star he had seen where it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. The star was born. Jesus is called the bright morning star. Even in the daytime, I know it's hard to believe, in the daytime there's still stars. You just can't see them. It's still bright. Jesus ever is ever bright star, never runs out. His light continues on. But this light, it doesn't have to be that big a light, a little bit of light. And Jesus came into the world, his little baby became the light of the world that that light grew and spread across the earth. It's just a little bit of light and it changed everything. It changed the darkness. I mentioned Helena, what kind of picture this, this dark island. Some of you are like, I don't know if I'm going to vacation on that island you're talking about. But that light, I want you to know, was, was, there was a light on that island. When we were gathering with the the church, the, the believers that were there. We were in an evening service like this and, and there was no windows in the place and, and, and they were, again, running on generators and I don't know if they didn't put in gas in the generator or someone pulled the plug, but it, it, power went out completely. We're in the middle of what we're doing, a worship, worship gathering. 
You know what was amazing? The people of that church, they continued on and sang. They didn't need words on the wall because they had them in their heart. And they, and I just remember Lord saying that this is, this is the light. I am the light unto this island through these people to be the light of the world. That light shines bright. And, and Christ's light shines the brightest in the darkest place. He can shine brightly in a dark little island in the Caribbean of Helene, but he can also shine very, very bright in every single heart who's willing to allow his light to shine. Something else I learned about light was this, that a candle light is actually hollow. And the center of every flame is a little, tiny, little, little, little space of perfect peace and calmness. The Bible says this, John writes about this light again. He says, the Bible says, when we choose to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, listen to what it does, purifies us and washes away all the darkness of our heart. The light washes all the darkness of our heart. The light is the, the cleansing light through the blood of Jesus which he shed on the cross for us so that we can have not only clean hearts, but the light of Jesus in our life. That no longer that we have to be intimidated by the light, no longer we have to be or intimidated by the darkness. We don't have to be intimidated about and be fearful of the darkness. We don't have to be deceived by it. The light of Jesus can be shine bright in us. Jesus says, I've come into the world. I am the true light. So whoever believes in me, you no longer have to remain in darkness. I want you to think about your life tonight. Are you stuck in a dark place this evening? Not just in a dark room, but in a dark place in your heart? A dark place in your life and the season you're in? Is it just dark? There's, just, there's a lot of struggle that you have. There's a lot of difficulty that you have. There's a lot of discouragement Maybe you, would, you could identify it being disoriented, deceiving, intimidated, isolating, feeling empty. I want you to know that there's the light of Jesus. Within the light of Jesus, there's calmness and there's peace and there's this love. These, it's available for us. And all we have to do is this, believe. Believe. Believe in that light. Believe that light will shine the way for us. We do not have to be intimidated by the darkness. The darkness is not a force. It's just the absence of light. The light of Jesus, for it to shine bright, is for us to say, I want your light to shine in me. Shine in my life. Shine in my heart. Shine in, in, my, in my very being and my soul, Lord. And, and Lord, whatever is in my heart, whatever you are exposing with your light, Lord, may your blood of, that you shed on the cross, that your light would shine and wash away my sin and purify my, my heart so I, can, I have a, not a dark heart any longer, but I have a, light, a life that's filled with your light in me by simply believing. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that here in a prayer. I want to pray for us together tonight, but I want to give you some words to pray that would help you in your life to communicate if you find your, 
yourself in a dark place, you say, man, I'm in the dark. I don't have the light of Jesus. Tonight's your night. Tonight's the opportunity. So we're going to pray a prayer. And in a moment, we're going we're gonna to light up the, the room here in a, in a very cool little way in a closing. But before we do, will you bow with me in prayer? We're going to take this moment today for you to have a private conversation in a public place with the light of life. And I want you to just take a moment as, as you reflect upon your life, as you reflect upon this Christmas, you might even be reflecting upon this last, this whole last year, that you identify. You identify with darkness. And you've allowed it to intimidate you. You allowed the darkness to bring fear in your life. You have allowed the darkness to actually lie to you. You believe the words that said that you're not good enough and you're not smart enough. You're, you're, you have issues and you can't, get, you can't get over them. That you're stuck and there's no way out of your addiction or the dysfunction of your, your marriage or relationship or the job you're in. All those negative messages. Believe me, I, I allow myself to dwell on some negativity as well in my life. Those are lies. The lies of the darkness. The darkness does not have to intimidate you. It's just simply the absence of light. And if we could take a moment tonight and say, Jesus, I invite your light to come in to my heart. I invite you, you are the light of the world to come and shine in me, to light the way for me. And Lord, I pray, and you could be praying this prayer in this way, Lord, I pray that I, I don't want to be in the darkness any longer. I want your light to shine in me, to cleanse my heart. I confess my sin. I confess the, the ways of darkness, the ways of sinfulness I've gone, Lord. And I, I want a clean break, Lord. And I want your light to shine in my life so that I can be a light, that I can be an example of you to a dark world that desperately, desperately needs it. So Lord, if there's anyone in this room that's been praying that prayer, Lord, may they just simply say, Jesus, be the light in my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord this very night. So Lord, I, that I, I pray that they would, that reality of that light, that they would leave this place and they would go into their holiday celebration. They would go into their new year knowing that they're carrying this light. And it might seem small. It might just seem one little decision that doesn't seem like a huge thing, but it is because a little bit of light takes care of any darkness in this world. It extinguishes the darkness, your light that shines in us. So Jesus, we're grateful for your advent. We're grateful that you came. We're grateful that you're born, but also we're even grateful that you died for our sin. And we're grateful for your resurrection to give us life and that you are the light of life that we follow. Not just this season, but all seasons in this new year, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.